0: Yeah Listen to Hashtag Just Talk, and this is my grassroots story.
1: Hello, guys, and welcome to Hashtag Just Talk, Series 3, Episode 2. I just want to thank myself to even be bothered to carry on with doing this now I've got ease with me. You know, this show is all about me, no one else, not grassroots football, not the guests, just me.
2: Iniz, what excuses have you got this week, mate? No excuses. Look, I'm here. Um, I think... We, we, we got on board with the recording, no technical hiccups. So, yeah, you've got no reason to, to get rid of me just yet, Rob. I'm still here. Season three, episode two, still going strong.
1: All right, and that's that's episode two, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> uh, and so, Anise, give us a little bit of an insight on who we've got on today. Uh,
2: I'm really excited, as ever, uh, to be able to invite Aaron onto the, onto your show, Rob. Uh, and Aaron's been running Chadwell Heath Spartans. Well, he'll tell us, he'll tell us how long he's been running Chadwell Heath Spartans. But, um, as you know, we're, we CSM London are a club that, um, we look at developing relationships with teams that would probably otherwise be rivals with us. Um, and when we slowly moved up the tables in the Essex Alliance League on a Saturday, uh, Chadwick's Spartans came about a couple of years after us, so so, um, but they had a real good uh, spell early on in their first season, I think and um, we played a friendly rule against them and I remember it uh, it shocked a few people, the result, because they beat us in the friendly and whilst we were a senior division side, they weren't at the time, um, but we knew instantly from then that it wouldn't be long before we'd be seeing them in in the top leagues and and not just now the top league, they're they're pushing for the title and, you know, we're we're good pals with a lot of teams we face, uh, but I don't think we're, closer with any of the other teams in the title race so we're, we're waving the, the Chadwick Spartans flag in the in the title race in the senior league we even gave him a play didn't we we gave him a defender we gave him Mary. he left us to join them he played for us against them and then he decided actually now nah, I, I fancy going and joining the title race rather than a relegation scrap um but yeah no they're were, they were, they were a cracking side and like I said it wasn't going to be long after we played in that friendly that we knew we'd see them competing at the top very well run side very well drilled very well organised, um, and that's all credit to Aaron and, and his family that he that he runs the club with. It's just a great story, and I can't do it justice. And one of the reasons why we invited Aaron on was to give him a chance to tell that story for himself. But What was the chances of you having anything to
1: do with that gang? What was you, managing, playing, coaching? What? Not it's at lost, all. I'm not surprised. You've
2: probably played well. centre-half. No, 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 Rob. You know me. I don't play on a Saturday anymore. I know you. That's I'm what not. stresses me out. <laughs> I can't get the call-up from Will. You know, I'm, I'm constantly ringing in, constantly saying, you think you've got it bad, Rob? You should see his inbox from me. I can't get a game. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I set up the game. I always set up the games when we need a friendly. And, uh, no, I wasn't there that day. I haven't actually seen us ever play against Chad Waheef, actually, because I think you know, when we have, we've um away. And uh, they've always had the better of us. So, yeah, maybe the day I do show up is when the one time we'll get the better of them. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're a bit away from that at the moment.
1: Aaron, is that a fair... Uh a fair judgment of the club?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think, uh, just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, really appreciate it. And I think um, that those really kind words, Anis, so I appreciate that. Um, I think the reason why um, we took Mir from CSM was so that Anise could get a game, but um, <laughs> he's, still, he's, still, he's still not getting the call-up. You'd
2: have, have to start a, a reserve
0: team to get him again. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so we're a family-run club. Um, my dad's the chairman of the club and then me and my two brothers and then a good family friend of ours, um, we do the sort of dealings with the club. So one of my brothers is raised, the secretary, and then obviously I'm player manager and then my brother Niru is an assistant manager and then we've also got John who is um, an assistant manager as well who's been a family friend for a long time. So um, we were sort of all at the same period in our lives in regards to football where we could all sort of come together at the same time Um, and I was still playing um, at that time and I just got to a point where I was just like I just wanted to run my own club because obviously I'm sure you guys know you know sort of a lot of the things that happen in the non-league circus Um, and I was just getting to the point where I was just getting fed up of playing for clubs or managers or whatever and I was just like, I just want to run my own thing and I want to run it properly and I want to try and run it as professionally as we can, no matter what level we're playing at. Um, so when we started up the club, we went into Division 3 of the um, Essex Alliance, um, you know, we're really grateful f- for them for, for sort of taking us, taking us on um, and then, you know, sort of since then we haven't completed a season yet because the first two seasons that we were playing were both hit with COVID. So, you know, it's been really frustrating for us because we haven't really been able to get into a position where we could get, you know, further in any cup competitions or, or even see out a league, um, you know, and sort of see how we fare. Um, you know, obviously, the, the positives out of it is that we have gained promotions um, throughout the league. Um, and then when we got the opportunity to join the senior division, you um, we 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 know we sort of grabbed that opportunity with both hands but we had to sort of jump through a lot of hoops to to be to be able to to do that. Um, you know, and hopefully, you know, we are in a position where we can, you know, where we can finish the 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 league this season and sort of, you know, see see how we get on um, you know, come come the end of the season. But yeah, Anis has never been to a CSM Spartans game. I think he always bottles it mate.
1: <laughs> Aaron, before <laughs> we go down the uh, player manager route, because I can really relate to that. I, uh, I said to our last guest about if they had a Wikipedia page. How, how would how would your Wikipedia page look? Club wise and just a little bio.
0: Um, I think I think um, obviously the the main the main part of our club, which not a lot of um, clubs have, is that we do have that sort of family um, and community feel about our club. I uh, meant for
1: like for yourself, just as a player and, or a coach or wherever you've
0: been. Um, oh, for me. Um... I don't really know. I've been, I've been, I played uh, step five for most of my footballing career. I was at, I was at Holbridge um, for the main part of my um, playing career, and then also um, when I got into coaching slash management, I did, I uh, did that for two and a half years at um, at Holbridge, and I've sort of knocked around a few other clubs before that, such as Basildon and Clapton who who were playing in the um, Essex senior league and then I played for Barkingside and Fremford. Fremford is another, you know, really well-run club, you know, with some really good people there as well. Um but I don't, I don't really you know I, I wouldn't say that there's, you know, sort of too much other than that. Um you know, I try to try to develop young players where I can um, and give them opportunities, you know, sort of within our setup. Um And, you know, I just like try to drive high standards in terms of the fact that, you know, I know it's difficult because of the level of football we're playing at, but there's certain expectations that I have as a manager, um, you know, where, you know, I expect, you know, commitment from people and reliability from people, you know, and I was the same as a player on the pitch where I would be, you know, the the most committed player within, you know, any squad. Um, And I did, you know, I travelled to Holbridge for five years from you know, like Ilford to Holbridge. So I was doing that journey like three times a week, Um, you know, in terms of my commitment. So I think that what I expect from other people is, you know, a high level of commitment if they're going to to be playing, you know, from my team or as a player, as a teammate or a a player, you know, who plays under me. But, you know, sort of from my point of view, I've mainly been a player at Essex Senior League standards. Um, you know, and sort of my aim now is to try and get the Spartans to that level.
1: How do you find it as a player manager? Because I've done it with my loft side. I know it was only that sunny league. I was 18, 19 years old at the time. I'll be honest with you, I completely struggled with it. I just, I think balancing both things, I just felt a bit selfish playing myself at times and I felt a bit of an idiot for not playing myself. How do you find a balance in between the two?
0: I think the hardest thing for me, the hardest thing for me is actually training. Because to keep myself fit and to keep myself sort of like ticking over, I need to train, but I'm leading the sessions. No, I totally so that, agree. Yeah. So that's the hardest thing for me because I'm normally coaching the session. So when I'm coaching a session, I'm not actually getting what I need and I can't really train at the level of intensity I need to in order to be able to coach as well because obviously I'm watching or I'm giving feedback or I'm talking to players or I'm instructing them on sort of what they want to do. So training is sort of the hardest thing for me. In regards to the sort of match days, one thing that I used to do at the start, when I very, very first started doing the Spartans is I would coach on the pitch. So when people weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing and stuff, I was giving them information from a coaching perspective whilst the game was going on. And you know, I got to a point where I sort of like it was just stressing me out, and it was just too much, and it was me. It was affecting my performances, and I was, I felt like I was playing below par. So what I do now is I sort of just let Nira and John from the sideline do all the coaching from the sideline. And I don't really coach coach through the game. Any feedback that I've got for the players, I give to them at halftime and I just save it all for there. Like, I mean, I'm not impartial to a bollocking or two, but I mean, I'm happy to give them out on the pitch. But I mean, from a tactical point of view, I just try and save all of that stuff for halftime and just try and focus on my own game. And I feel like if I can focus on my own game then I'm more likely to put in a more ra- well-rounded performance. Um, no, you know, totally agree. Sort of you know, justifies me playing. The, the best thing about, well, not the best thing, but I mean, one of the things in my team is that um, I play in a position where we're not really flushed for loads of players in that position. So, um, you know, it's not like I'm taking away really that opportunity from someone else because we don't really have a lot of players in that position. You know, whereas if I was a striker and I had four other strikers, then maybe people would be like, well, you know, you're playing striker, but really he should be playing or whatever. So I don't, I haven't really had that issue up until now, but I feel like I'll know when I get to a point where like I have to just focus on the coaching. Um, and that'll probably be in a couple of years. Um, and it all, all depends on the level as well. The level that we're playing at now, I, f- I still feel like I've got a lot to give, but if we end up going higher up, I will know whether I'm, I'm not I'm not good enough
1: anymore or I'm too old. That was my next question. Like, At what point, if you had to choose, do you think you'd ever resign to concentrate on playing for the team or would you come away from playing to manage the team? I know that all depends on level, but for an example, let's just take it as if it was this season.
0: Yeah, I don't think I would ever resign as manager of the team the way it is now, like with the structure that we've got in place now. Um, with the people that we've got involved because I feel like I'm driving towards you know, step six football step five football. That's where I want to get us. That's where I want to see us. I want to see the Spartans playing in the Vars. I want to see the Spartans playing in the FA Cup. You know, those are the kind of goals and aspirations that we have. Um, You know, I want to get us to that level at some point in the next five, 10 years, if it's, if it's possible. Um, The biggest thing that's holding us back at the minute is the fact that we don't have our own home ground or that we don't ground share with someone who's um, who meets the grading requirements for step six, which is one of the biggest issues that we have in the local area in regards to pitches that are sort of up to standard. But I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would, I, I think if I got to a point where I feel like, shouldn't be playing then I won't like I don't feel like I'm at that point at the moment but there has been times this season where I haven't played well and I've dropped myself and sort of said to the boys look I'm just as accountable for my performances as you are so if I'm not playing well then I shouldn't be playing and it's as simple as that and I've said to the rest of the management team look if you feel like I'm not if I'm not doing what I should be doing or I'm not playing up to standard then you know, you need, to, you need to sort of let me know. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy to be on the sidelines. I'm more than happy. If I had someone who was reliable and committed and, and who could play effectively, you know, in the team ahead of me, then I'd be more than happy to, to sort of make way and just focus on doing, doing the bit. It sounds like a lot
1: of stress and a lot of headache, but do you have a, any football sessions or any grassroots football yourself where you can just turn up with your boots and just play your game? Do you know what? I
0: actually played five-a-side on Monday. And it was the first time I played five-a-side in ages. And I played with a group of lads that I don't really know too well. Um, it's like my brother's mate's team. Uh, and they needed an extra player. and my brother couldn't play. So he asked me if I wanted to play. So I actually just turned up, put my boots on, ran around for 40 minutes. And it was, honestly, it was lovely. Even even like from, even from, though like the players in the 5 side they were... They were not, um, you know, they were not great standard. Like, they would, they were half decent. But, I mean, there were so many things I could have said, like, I'll try and do this, try and do that. And I was just like, do you know what? I'm not even bothered about that. Like, just you guys enjoy it and I'll try and enjoy it and, you know, um, and just play it. And it was nice. It was nice. But we don't, I don't often get that. Um, but, I mean, that's what I'll probably use the off-season for um, when the season's finished. I'll sort of use that time to reflect on... Um, you know, how the season went and where we're going to go from here for next season. And then, um, you know, maybe try and play some football where I'm, you know, sort of not coaching or not managing or, you know, or anything like that, where, you know, I can just sort of have some, have some downtime.
1: But even having that feeling from Monday now, surely because it's fresh in your mind and we're speaking about it now, does it not encourage you just to find something maybe midweek or even on a Sunday just to relax a bit more?
0: The thing is, I would play on a Sunday, but I just don't really have the time. Like, um, I've got a one-year-old daughter, um, so you know, like, I normally spend that time with her on the Sunday, or we sort of do stuff together, um, like as a family, um, on the weekend. And then, sort of throughout the week, we're training on a Wednesday, games on a Saturday. Um, you know, so there's not like there's not overly um, a lot of spare time that I have. You know, what I mean, if it was down to me, I'd play sort of every night of the week. But a, I don't know if my body would allow that for that anymore. Now I'm in my 30s, and I definitely know that my missus wouldn't allow for that. So, um, <laughs> when you've got a family, your sort of priorities sort of change, um, and especially when football's involved, because it takes up so much time and effort. Um, you know that when when my time is at football, I don't want to then sort of take take liberties and, and be out all the time. I mean, you know, in, in sort of terms of playing elsewhere or anything like that, um, it's may, I mainly just get fed up with the way that other clubs are run, really. And I, I don't want that to sound like, you know, Tragedy Spartans is not the best run club. And, you know, we've got a lot of flaws and a lot of things that we need to improve and work on. But I see some of the, these clubs that are run at, you know, sort of step six, step five, step four, and the way that they're run and, and, and the way that players are coming in and out of the door. And, you know, you've got teams at that level that can't even get players to play on the bench and there's players paying and they're not paying and the money's been pulled and the money's there. And, and, you know, it's just the young, the young players that are coming up, they've got this mentality where they feel like they're entitled, They've got this sense of entitlement to play. And, you know, th- those are the kind of things that sort of put me off from, from doing that anywhere else. And, And, you know, it's even just like when a managerial job comes up at step five or step four or step six, it's the same people being considered for them all the time. Um, You know, they're not giving young, they're not giving young up and coming coaches who are doing well elsewhere that opportunity or even starting the conversation with them. It's the same person and the same players that they had five years ago at another club. Um, You know, and that that kind of thing puts me off. And that's part of the reason why I started up, you know, the Spartans, um, so that, you know, wouldn't sort of face any of those problems anymore. Hopefully. I'll be honest, I've got to give you a bit of credit. You seem so invested in it. You just, you know, even I ask you a simple point
1: on it, you're so detailed into it because it shows how much you care. So let's say, look, let's forbid it. Uh, touch wood, knock wood, whatever you want to call it. You go out there Saturday, you lose 3-0. Yeah. How are you waking up Sunday morning, Monday morning feeling?
0: How does um, it affect week- your day-to-day life? Weekend's done. If, you, if we lose, weekend's done. It's a write-off. Um, but, I mean, like I said, got my daughter now, which is actually a, a blessing because I can't be moody around her. Like, she's one years old. She's full of energy. So, that's the best thing. Come home from football, if I lose, I can't stay in that mood. Whereas before... I would just be like, so like literally make or breaks my whole weekend, which is why, like you said, I am so consistent in it. And I expect the same thing from my players. If you want to play for my team, you need to be committed. And if you're not committed, then you're not the right person for the team. Um, You know, and, and one thing I try and say to my players is everyone plays their part. And it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be on the pitch. It could be at training. It could be from the bench. It could be coming off the bench. It could be that you're starting. Everyone has to play their part. And it's about who's got the strongest squad over the course of the 25, 26 games or whatever it is. It's about longevity. It's not about who gets the best start to the league. It's not about who ends the best. It's about that consistency. And the, the team, you've got to, you've got to always see it as that. If we are at one level, is that level all the other clubs' level? Are we training harder? Are we working harder? Are we fitter? Are we more organised? Are we more clinical in front of goal? Are we scoring more goals? Are we conceding less goals? And that's what you've got to see. You've got to compare that to the standard the level that you're at. And you say, this is what we're up against. We need to be doing more. Or we're doing we're doing a decent we're we putting in a decent amount of effort, um, you know. But I mean, the, the the thing is with the senior league this year in the Alliance is that every game is a tough game. And I think I know we've played CSM a few times. They've always been close games um, where we're nicking it by a goal or whatever. Where um, you know it's such tough opposition. And I mean, even even niece will probably say that CSM are not having. The strongest of seasons, due to the fact that I think they've lost quite a few players, um, or players haven't returned, or you know, whatever. But I mean, even though they're not having the strongest of seasons, when we turn up against them, we know that we're in for a we're in for a tough game. So you've got to be you've got to be on it every week, and this is what I say to my players: you can't afford to have too many slip-ups.
1: Aaron, stepping away from the football club in a minute, I just want to get to know you a little bit more just before we do move on to the final question. Yeah. So, let's just say you rock up for a Sunday team now. What's, you know, what's the ideal What's the ideal for you? What we Where are we sticking now? Uh, from getting to know you a bit and the way you talk, I'm going to say you'd like to sit in the middle, maybe sit a little bit deeper, try and cut play up.
0: Um, right? yeah, yeah, if I was playing Sunday League now, yeah, I'd probably play... Maybe as a holding midfielder, or probably, probably fullback. Fullback is where I've played all my career. Um, either side, really. I spent a long time playing left back out of position, um, so it sort of just became natural to me. But yeah, I'd either play fullback or or as a holding midfielder um, if I was going to play Sunday league. But I'm also one of these people that no matter what team I play for, whether it's a five-a-side team or an eleven-a-side team, a Sunday league team. Um, you know, whatever, I I wouldn't put myself in a position where it's sort of, like, a detriment to the team or I'm, like, yeah, stick me up top or whatever. Like, I want to try and do... I, I, I'm very competitive. I'm sure you can probably tell that already, but I'm very competitive. So, for me, I want to do whatever I can to help the team to win. So, I wouldn't sort of be, like, yeah, I'm a number 10 or stick me out on the wing or whatever when I know, like, I, I play to my strengths. Um. You know, so I, I would always be like, I would always bear that in mind if I was playing for another team. But I mean, like, the Sunday league scene now is really popular, it's really good. It's something I'd love to be involved in. Um, you know, relishing that opportunity to play against some of these top players that play on a Sunday now. Um, but, you know, it's just one of them things where Saturday football for me will always be better than Sunday football. Um, so regardless of the of players that play on a Sunday, for me... On a Sunday you can't progress through the leagues once you get to the top league. You can't um you can't play in the FA Cup, you can't play in the FA bars, you can't play in the FA trophy. You know, you, you know, you, they very I, I know like obviously the Baities and the S D Donnies of the YouTube scene are, are massive, you know, and I know they get like bigger crowds than some non leagues. Um, you know, but they put a lot of graft and a lot of work in to get to that point. Um but yeah, so, you know, for me, Saturday football always sort of be the priority, which means, you know, there's not really any time for me to play on a Sunday.
1: Aaron, you've got to see this as a compliment, but I know you could probably talk for Britain and I know we've only got 20 to 25 minutes, but <laughs> yeah, I do sorry. appreciate sorry. it because you do talk a lot of sense.
0: Appreciate that.
1: But uh, as I do move on to my last question, what, what does grassroots <clears> football <throat> mean to you?
0: Uh, I think grassroots football is like family, community, um, and that's what we sort of try and portray through the Spartans. Um, You know, me and my dad, especially, um, who's the chairman of our club, um, and he's also a non league photographer. um, And, you know, me and him have been going to non league games and grassroots games, and he's been watching me for the last, you know, 10 years or so. Um, you know, so it's always been something that we've been, you know, that's um, been sort of like second nature to us and, and something that we love and we've got a lot of time for. You get a lot of good people that are involved in grassroots.
1: Great stuff, mate. Great stuff. Aaron, thanks for coming on, mate. Hello. Hello. Sorry, it went down a little bit. Sorry. I oh, did it cut off. Yeah, so I've gone with you go from here. Aaron. You've been an excellent guest, mate. Thanks for thanks for joining us.
0: No worries. Thank you so much for having. And he's thanks <laughs> for fully getting involved in that interview. That was I, top I,
2: stuff. I was listening the whole time. You could. You, Aaron's one of those sorts of people you could just listen to talk about football all day. And I figured, you know what? Sometimes it's better just to sit back and listen. It's yeah, you, you know Aaron's got all the answers. I think mean, one of the some of the most interesting. Some more, mate.
1: Honestly. I mean,
2: yeah, I know you'd love it, mate. You really? Look, look it, he's saying
1: CSM are struggling. Yeah, I'm on the blow every day to sort this club out with Will and you're not answering.
0: Look, yeah?
1: Rob, At least, you know, at least oh, I want to
0: see you turn up before the end of the season, mate. No, we don't.
1: We don't we don't want you, to be
2: anywhere near that club. The thing, the, the thing is, uh, Aaron mentioned about yeah having a daughter and, and how it changes your approach to to even just your Saturday football when you're away from them. Because I, the last CSM game I came to, uh, I was actually out with my family and I was like, oh, OK, we're driving past where CSM are playing. I'll catch the second half. I was carrying my daughter because she was asleep and I want to shout and scream at her, but I know the moment I do that, I wake her up. So even the way you are around football completely shifts and change. And Aaron will say this better than anyone, you know, Saturday football, actually any, any football club that you run, if you're if you're running it properly, it ain't just training and it ain't just your match day. You're running that club seven days a week because there's always something going on. There's always conversations to be had. Um, and I think uh, I always struggled when I I was still playing at the same time and Aaron if you ever want a bit of advice on how to do that do what Rob did he was managing he was playing but he got someone else to run the sessions you remember who that was Rob? Some idiot you just get some <laughs> other idiot to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got me into coaching sessions and then then, then, then Rob you left after four months and well, where I've was always...
1: we when I left? come on no, let's paint the full picture where was we when I left? come on I want to hear it oh, I can't remember. remember we were second out of our depth yeah, we squad was awful. We were second. And what happened when I left and when you took over? Where did that club go then?
2: Well, we we started uh, playing. Uh, <laughs> we're throwing,
0: we throwing you under the bus here, mate.
2: He mainly, but no, we finished second. But it's not the first time either, mate. You threw me under the bus with that job. I never wanted to get involved in coaching on Sundays. That was my playing time. And uh, <laughs> the the moment Rob left, I was like, well, they came up to me. I was like, oh, Anish, you you coach the team. You may as well take it over. I said, look, I'll take it over for as long as I'm injured. That gives you about two, three months. But if I have to Give drop you about someone two, three my... years. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, nowadays. I said to him, yeah. if, 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 if I have to drop someone to pick myself, then I, then I leave the job. And I gave him enough heads up. I said, I'm close to fitness. Give me three, four weeks. And I'm going to be back playing because I joined this team to play. And if it means I have to drop myself, then uh, I drop someone else, then that's not the terms that I took on the job. And the first game back, I, I, I had to drop someone. Poor Andrew. It was Andrew that I dropped. I played myself. Um, and then I told the team, the management team that I was leaving because I laid it out for like three, four months, exactly how it would be. So, yeah, with me and Bob, Rob both left that. But yeah, how to manage a manager's training session, if you if you want to get involved, just get someone else to do it, Aaron. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got
0: find, I've got to find someone.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, you're that's... right.
0: It's, it's, you're running stuff seven days a week. And that's, I think, what players don't understand. They don't understand that you've got to do, you're having like multiple conversations with players. You're talking to other managers. You're talking to people within the management team, you're planning sessions, you're organizing equipment, you're trying to get sponsors, you're getting kits, like, and they just turn up and play. So it's that's why it's annoying when you don't get that level of commitment because you're like, I'm just asking you to turn up and give me a hundred percent and I'll do everything else. But I just need you to do this. Well well uh, Anne's that... I don't want to hear you
1: backing this up because you had the board up you had a whole board above you. You was night to do with all right. So I don't want to hear <laughs> if you and saying you was working seven days a week, all right. He
2: well, done I, what, two CSM tops? Well, the CSM, what are you talking about over at Downs? Where, where, yeah, we're, before talk, you yeah left? we're
1: talking about Downs. That's where we started this conversation, and that's where I'm ending it. All right, <laughs> boys, we could probably talk all day, but I'm gonna have to leave it there because we do try to stick to a little time limit. Aaron, yeah. you've been superb, mate. Thanks Thank so for much. having me, mate. Appreciate thanks,
2: it. Aaron. Thanks for dropping in, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank guys, you,
1: guys. That was episode two of series three of hashtag just talk. Don't forget to hit that follow button. We're available anywhere where you do get your podcasts. Absolutely
0: anywhere. Aaron, where can we find you on social media, mate? Um, At one underscore Huns or Chad Spartans, of course. ZH underscore Spartans FC. Superb, he's prepped. Cheers, Aaron. No worries, mate. Thank you.